Hello, hello, welcome to episode 17 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And so you are hearing this episode on March 26th, which is the future for Jacob and I right now, and I'm going to assume... It's beautiful outside. I'm hoping. 70s. It's, it's spring. Sun. It's how it works around here. If, you know, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. So we're giving it a couple of days yeah, to I've warm up Yeah, I've been waiting five minutes and then five more yeah, and well, nothing good is it's, happening. It's, it's on the negative trend at the moment. You know, we're yeah. hoping it's more like a bell curve. It's going to come back as up. We, as we record today, it is it is misery. Although there is something really joyful today. Jacob, do you want to know what it is? You're going to especially like this because mm, you're BFFs. No, what is it? It's my dad's birthday. Oh, boy. Happy birthday, Duke. What's going on? Happy birthday. <laughs> Even though you constantly ragging on my... This is true. People don't know, but after most episodes, my dad sends me a text saying something bad about Jacob and then tells me to show Jacob. Yes, so they it, have like a rivalry to which, going To which on. I have always looked at it. I'm like, I grumble. I look <laughs> at Michelle like, ugh. I like her and keep it going. But um, as you listen to today's episode on this March 26th, it is Make Up Your Own Holiday Day. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I found this thing of like how every day of the week, like what sort of holiday it is. And yeah, that's what today is. So I guess we can make up our own holiday today. Uh, well, okay. What do you want it to be? Well, you know what? In honor of Easter, I'm going to give it to Cadbury Cream Egg Day. <gasps> that is such a good one. They are delightful. Oh they only show up once a year like a gift from the heavens. They are beyond delightful. It's really funny because I love them and I could buy them at any time, but I don't. But I go to my grandma's before Easter and she always buys me just one. And I like I just went there last weekend and my grandma was like, "Here's your your sole Cadbury egg." And I eat it slowly. Something not right about probably watching me devour this <laughs> they're, egg. They're so good. It's <laughs> such a treat. What is in that? Why haven't they just taken whatever cream is in that and just put it on everything? I don't, I don't know. It seems <laughs> like a horrible oversight in the, from the Cadbury company. So that was a really good call. So March 26th is now Cadbury Cream Egg Day. <laughs> what, what, uh, what day would you make up? Oh, no. There, there's literally nothing I could say that would top that. I, I love am it. completely content I love with it. that. <laughs> Any thoughts I had are gone. Those Cadbury so. cream eggs, they have any, those things are so delicious, they have not made a new commercial for them in 40 years. It's, it's still true. That, it's just, the, it's it, just everybody trying to make bunny sounds, right? Yeah, it's a little bunny <laughs> commercial on stage. You're like, it's you know what? You can, it doesn't, we don't need any more. That's well, all we need I right mi- there. I miss cable right now for only that reason. Oh, no, you're going to do it. You're going to be... Uh, it's how good that commercial is. You've seen sounds. it a million times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, so what I wanted to talk about, you had just put a, a DVD on my desk the other day of Darkest Hour because yes. you finally watched it. Yes. Our Gary Oldman's Best Actor Winning Picture, which I still haven't watched, although I really enjoyed. So there was a post-it note on this DVD on my desk that said, like, good movie, like, Gary Oldman is just amazing. Do not watch this late at night. Or you will fall asleep from oh, Jacob. Oh yeah, like <laughs> so. um, I tried. Well, I kept trying to watch it, and I was watching it at like twelve, twelve thirty at night. And the first time I watched it, I was really engrossed by the opening scene of the movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is awesome. And then like I fell asleep. And then I woke up, and I'm like, I wonder how far into the movie I made it. Turns out I made it about ten minutes. <laughs> but were you tired, or is it just that slow? No, it was just tired. Okay. Because it's, it's a very talky movie. Anytime Gary Oldman is on screen, it is 
just amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna you, be mesmerized by yeah, him. Yeah, if you didn't know it was him, you wouldn't be able to tell. Like, I couldn't from tell from the trailers. Like when they put his name up, I was like, well, that's not correct. Yeah, and it's just he falls right into the role. Um, the voice patterns that he has, okay, um, is just stations. Just everything about his performance is just incredible, and it's very good all around. Like the whole cast is good in the movie. You know, it's a period piece, so it's a little dry at times, yeah. and it's about politics and behind the scenes but it is way better Worth than i seeing. thought it, yeah it's way better than i thought it was beat so um would you say this is one of the best you know actor portrayals of a real person that you've seen would this be on a top 10 list uh i would have to say yes a- as we had discussed previously in our infamous jordan episode um sometimes you know actor or people playing um, people in biopics and stuff can be a little awkward. Yeah. Um, sometimes they don't get the mannerisms down or it can be just off-putting. But this one, it all works together. I think it helps and enhances the movie. Like okay. Like having a way it's set up. So. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I just have to wait till I guess, a day off so I can watch it in the afternoon so that I stay awake <laughs> as per you. At least in the early evening. Maybe the pre-evening. That's where you need to go to. The pre-evening? Yeah, pre-evening. Wow. You know that sweet spot between 5.30 and 6.30? I'm learning so much from you. That's well, a sweet spot because I'm usually consuming food at that time. Perfect. So this is a perfect time. consuming <laughs> food favorite. movie. Okay, so I thought maybe then we could talk about some of our favorite biopics. There's a bajillion that have come out through the years. Some really good, some not so good. Um I was thinking this will probably take up the whole episode and maybe maybe the next one too because yeah. then we can throw some books in in the next one because I'm not sure we'll have time today. Yeah, we you know we're doing our best. You this, like it? This half hour time limit's always killing us. It's tough because we love to hear ourselves talk. Oh, it's mm. my favorite thing. But I heard <laughs> when Michelle pitched this idea and she was like, "We get to wear headphones." I was like, "Sold." Yeah. Get to hear myself. We're in obsessed with ourselves. We're gonna we're gonna move on before people are, are made <laughs> sick by this. Okay, so let's talk about. I think um, one of the biggest ones, uh, best picture winner. Would, I'm gonna go with Schindler's List. Of course. So I think most people know the story about uh, German occupied Poland during World War II, and Oscar Schindler develops like a, a concern for his Jewish workforce because he's seeing that the persecution by the Nazis and he starts you know t- taking his money to kind of buy them so that the Nazis can't get them and hide people um, I thought it was really brilliant and that he was an amazing man I've heard weird things about him since yeah which I, I don't I'm not really sure I haven't looked into it enough but but the performances are spectacular I mean ne- Liam Neeson um, ben Kingsley, right? Isn't it? I haven't seen it in so long. Um, yeah, I think that's that's like who's working with him. And then um, Voldemort's in there too. Is a oh Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, he's a very bad. So man. you say Ralph, you don't say Rafe, because I know I heard a lot of people no, like get I mean, pretentious I'm, I'm at from times. Buffalo, what can I do? Yeah, it's Ralph. Ralph. I've been Fiennes. trying to say uh, Van Gogh instead of Van Gogh, and that's been like challenging enough. Wait, <laughs> so is that how you're supposed to say it? Yeah, it's like Van Gogh. Oh, I'm not doing that. When I went to Amsterdam and they have a Van Gogh museum and my friend and I were like, this is really hard on us that everyone is saying it that way. And then they just had that movie that recently came out, that Loving Vincent. Which I side note, one. you should really see, it's not the best movie, but it's one of the most beautiful movies ever. They shot the whole film and then they took every single still shot from it and painted the frames in the style of Van Oh. Van Gogh. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of like that gimmick. Yeah. That sounds no, it's cool. it's really really beautiful. It's definitely worth checking out. Um but yeah, so if you haven't seen Schindler's List, somehow there is a reason that it won Oscar for best picture, and I think that is a good place to start. Yeah. That's All a, right. that's a good pick. Starting out on the dour note, so I'm going to go ahead and get into a little bit more lighthearted here. 
I'm going to go with Ed Wood, the infamous Johnny Depp movie about the 80 yeah. or the old school 50s terrible movie director. I don't know how I feel about Ed Wood. Really? I don't even think I saw it all. Really? Is I it because a hard of the, it's because of weird subject about matter? People that I don't really care about. Okay. You might have a trouble with a couple of these on my list, then I got a feeling. Yeah, it's like I've head. never seen, if, like, if, if we, you end up having Man on the Moon on there, like I've never seen that. Because Spoiler I don't, alert. Yes, because I don't like Andy Coffin. But anyway, so tell me about Ed Wood here. Uh, yeah, so Ed Wood's about the um, 50s, I'm going to say schlock director, um, Ed Wood, mm-hmm. um, widely known as the man who created one of the worst movies of all time in Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, he actually has a very interesting story. Um, you're a fan of... He's like the first director that kind of came out of nowhere that's viewed as having quote-unquote no talent but still somehow managed to make movies that were entertaining and people still pay attention to. It could be like the first cult director just because of some of the stuff. People still go watch his movies, albeit you know not in the numbers they used to because they're really not great Mm -hmm. viewed through the lens. But the performances in this movie are great. Johnny Depp, this is back when he used to be a real actor. When he was actor. an actor, Yeah, right. when he was a real actor. <laughs> Act with his own teeth and yeah. hair and things like that. Yeah, and his own thing and actually right. putting thought into characters, mm-hmm. making him interesting. The olden days. Martin Landau won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for playing Bella Lugosi in that movie, who... Uh, was like the big get, the big star for the Ed Wood production company. Okay, so you're telling me I should actually go watch this. Yeah, it's a, it's Tim, one of Tim Burton's best movies. It's Tim Burton actually making a real movie too, which is well, rare of course. these days. Is this like his beginning? No, obviously. Oh no, no, this was We're this was way into it. Hands. Okay, but I'll yeah, do should it. I check out Ed Wood. I trust you. Try I, to try to finish it off. Okay, I'm gonna jump into three movies, kind of have similar themes, and I thought of these because I'm I'm planning a trip this September oh. to uh to Yellowstone. Glacier National Park. Cool. So here's some earthy movies, biopics. So 127 Hours. James Franco movie. James Franco movie. The um, about a mountain climber who becomes trapped under a boulder, um, alone in Utah, and the things he has to do to survive are, are really traumatic. Yeah. That What's his name? Aaron oh, Rolstad yeah. or something like that. But his hand becomes pinned under a boulder for many days, and he can't get out. And he has a pocket knife, and you can kind of piece the rest guess, of it together. Kind of guess where this is going. Really well done, though. And Very I remember well seeing done. it, I was impressed with, with James Franco, where I was like, oh, he stopped being a weird guy on Instagram, and he can actually do things. Um, Franco's a, like a common occurrence on this show. We always talk about it. It's his weird because he's not like my favorite at all. But no, he does not seem to come up a lot, which is kind of random. He does fascinating movies, so I'll give him that much. He's, yeah. He gives it a ch- He goes out there. so He does. Um, I would also recommend Wild. So Wild was the Reese Witherspoon movie um, based on a book by Cheryl Stryad, and it's the chronicle of her journey. She walks over a thousand miles um, solo in California on the Pacific Crest Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie I actually went to go see by myself, and I was really moved by the struggle. Like it makes you as terrible as it is, and you're like, she's suffering, and she's hungry, and she's tired, and it's awful, and her feet are bleeding. But you watch it, and you're like. I want to do it. it yeah, it's like one I want to take all this time and just walk with my own brain and kind of see, you know, what comes out of that. So it, it seems like those are one of those things that, like, you see somebody do and you're like, oh, that looks awesome. I would love to, like, try that out. And then, like, it's one of those things that while you're doing it, it's probably horrible. But yeah. then, like, looking <laughs> back. It's but like, afterwards, you're like, I did. I did a really good thing. And the third one is my favorite of all of them. It's called Into the Wild, which I think I mentioned before because I also really loved the book. 
but it's about Christopher McCandles. And after he graduated from Emory University, top student, top athlete, he just abandoned his possessions. He gave his $24,000 savings account to charity, and then he hitchhiked to Alaska to live in the wilderness. And the movie kind of shows you the people that he came in contact with, um, the things that he learned, survival in the wilderness, and then, you know, mistakes that he made. And again, a, a lot of kind of tragic things, a lot of difficulties, um, but it's hard to not admire it where I'm like, oh, he knows different plant life or he, you know, being self-sustainable yeah, the, the is guy, really admirable. The guy put in the work to, like, learn all of that stuff. It's just it's a lot harder in practice, as you see in that movie sometimes. And so. I think he really realizes that at the end of, like, I romanticized this too much. Like, this is a really big deal. This is my life. This isn't just, like, a story. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a reason people don't do this anymore or don't, like, necessarily live like this if they can avoid it, you know? Yeah. It's an excellent movie, though. It's super It's super good. A- I cannot think of the actor's name. What's his Adrian, name? Adrian Grenier. No, that's not right at all. That's yeah, not him. Sure it is. Yeah. No, it's 100% not him. I guarantee you that's who I it is. will make a the bet. Guy from, the guy from Entourage. It's so. not him. Yes, it is. No, it's. what do you want to bet right now? Uh, I'm going to make a $5 bet. $5 bet. We're going to pause this, look it up, and then all you're right, going to get $5? Let's go say, five, okay, sounds good. Pause it. So, oh, so I don't want to talk about what we're we just bad. Looked at. It was a meal Hirsch, but you know what? There's yep, six, six of one, half dozen of the other. Neither one of them's doing anything in Hollywood. I'm gonna anymore. literally buy so many Cadbury eggs with that five dollars. I, I was actually gonna be know. my. That was actually gonna be my bit. I was gonna like let's do a Cadbury <laughs> cream egg bet. Okay, so those are all excellent films available at the library. Check them out. What do you got, Jacob? I am gonna go with a sports movie. The, it's actually one of the best sports movies out there. It's on the constant top ten list. It is the 2002. Uh, biopic by Dennis Quaid, The Rookie. It, oh, I've never seen, seen that. It? I really thought you were going to go with Rudy again, because I know your heart beats no. for Rudy. <laughs> we already we already talked <laughs> about Rudy, but this is another one that's going to get growing men crying. Mm. So this is the true story of Jim Morris. Um, he was a one-time minor league prospect pitcher, um, blew out his shoulder. So then he went on to become a like um, high school ba- baseball coach down in Texas. Um, and then later on in his life, um, after his team goes on and like, you know, encourages him to try out for baseball and to like go to an open trial for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He actually at the in his 40s with two kids um, finds out that he, his pitching speed has actually gone up. So now he has like a 90 mile an hour fastball, wow. which in baseball, if you can throw the ball 90 miles an hour, basically baseball teams want to sign you. So the movie is about him trying to decide and weigh does he go for his dream which has come late on in life but he also has all the responsibilities of being a father and a husband that he can't just drop everything and go play minor league baseball for a hundred dollars a week without it affecting his whole life so you feel this movie is relatable if i don't really care about sports or baseball like can i find the human story in it oh absolutely because this whole story is just watching this guy struggle with it um dennis quaid is an underrated actor i feel like really, all I don't have great feelings about Dennis Quaid. Nobody the whole Quaid family is not my favorite. It's Randy is t- dragging everybody down. <laughs> Think about all like the craziness and sanity that Randy Quaid lacks. That's the acting talent that Dennis Quaid I mean, can I've actually pull I mean, I've seen Dennis off. Quaid and stuff. I just don't know that that I think he's the best. Well, he's not the greatest actor, but he get, has a certain kind of charm, and this is the kind of role that he fits perfectly. Like the whole thing is just this is okay. the kind of role that he flies right into. Um, it's a Buffalo connection because. 
you know one of the actors is from here. So if you're ever looking for a good sports movie that's gonna that's the one. gonna touch you in the feels, this is the one of them. The I rookie. Feel like to be touched in my feels. Thank you, Jacob. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about someone who I think that we both love very much and loves biopics, like can't get enough of them, is Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I, w- I was gonna bring this up. I mean, of course, there's so many. So I'm gonna talk about uh, some of some of the best ones. Well, I have to mention- um, It's a whole filmography on its own. Just it's really true. So he played J. Edgar, yes. which we didn't really enjoy, mm. um, but he, you know, he's playing J. Edgar Hoover, um, head of the FBI for nearly 50 years. He looks okay. It yeah. wasn't terrible. It's a Clint Eastwood movie, they're hit or miss. It just wasn't the best. Um, I'm going to kind of go in order of my favorites here. Then uh, he played in The Aviator, yep. which was uh, depicted the early life of legendary director Howard Hughes, kind of a little, little cray-cray, and his career from the 1920s to the 1940s. I have read that this is Leonardo DiCaprio's favorite movie of his own performance. It's an excellent performance. This is one of those ones I can't believe that wasn't the one he won his best actor to, um, Oscar for because he's yeah. great throughout that entire He's really movie. great. And the, the winner was uh, Kate Blanchett won a supporting mm-hmm. actress Oscar for that film which sort of surprised me because i was not in love with her in that movie i thought it was kind of an average performance too like i think she's phenomenal she should just have many awards she's great but i was like that's well, okay i was just watching i'm like she's doing her haughty little oh yeah, but she's so i am doing my cape blanchette voice <laughs> she's so good i'm gonna at sound it. like a 1930s actress that's what i'm gonna do there uh. see <laughs> okay so we'll move on when he played frank abagnale jr in catch me if you can excellent movie it's an excellent movie. I cannot believe that is a real story about this kid that before his 19th birthday successfully forged millions of dollars worth worth of checks while posing as a Pan Am pilot. He, what else? He poses as a doctor, a, a lawyer. lawyer. He's past <laughs> um, the Louisiana bar. Yeah, and then Tom Hanks plays um, the FBI agent who's searching him out. And then he ends up when they, well, I guess I won't say the end if you nah. haven't seen it. But it's a great movie. Spielberg I mean, movie. Spielberg movie. Um I believe pretty family friendly. Very family friendly. There's yeah. a, little, a little bit of swearing, but it's a Spielberg flick. It's not going to be R-rated. There's yeah. nothing that's going to traumatize you in there. So he's great in that. Then we're going to move on to his big Oscar win movie, The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Movie people did not know is a true story, but it is. Oh, it is indeed about a frontiersman um, on a fur trading expedition in the... I don't know, probably like 1820. Yeah, for, something you know, like that. Yeah, like the 1800s, I would say. And, you know, just his fight for survival after being mauled by a bear and then left for dead what by a, his what, hunting team. Whew, what a rough scene that bear attack is. Still watching it. It is traumatizing. That movie is really brilliant, though, for it's just so much cold and walking and out in the. They you know. fil- filmed it in se- scenes and places nobody's ever been before, never got on film. Yeah, they um, all looked truly very cold. Oh, <laughs> they, look t- cold. they look miserable out there. But that was a well-earned Oscar for him. I mean, finally about time. Yeah, about way past due. Tom and Hardy's <laughs> excellent in that one, too. Oh, I love Tom Hardy. We just need a whole Tom Hardy episode at one point. Did I get to bust out my Bane voice Although we could talk it. about that Bronson movie he's in, which I've never oh, seen. Oh, that, that, that was horrifying. his big star-making role, his first big movie. Bronson's excellent. That's a really. Great movie. I just feel like I can't bear to watch it. Oh, why? And that's a true story, right? Yeah, that's a true story as well. Why? Because it's rough, or because you don't want to hear another Tom Hardy accent? No, no. I, I live for your Tom Hardy accents. You got go on. Is that right, Michelle? I Wait, is, did you do it? I just did it, yeah. That was it? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to save him for our Tom Hardy episode. Say more words than that. You can't say so few words. I can't I can't get into the zone. Give me one more. <laughs> I know. And now Tell it's built me, up too talk much. About, talk about it being National Cadbury Cream Egg Day as Tom Hardy. <laughs> Can you do that? Which, which uh, that's too built up now. <laughs> oh, look at I him. I built myself up. He's blushing a little. And we'll move on to my favorite 
Um, Leo biopic is The Wolf of Wall Street. A Which, movie that's polarizing when you first see. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> what is with so Wolf of Wall Street? And you know, I will a little warning to anyone who hasn't seen it. You got to be ready. It's a very intense. It can be really filthy movie. The reason that we went to see it. So when it first came out, um, I was with some friends, and we were like, "Oh, should we see Wolf of Wall Street?" I'm like, well, "Let me look at Fandango and see some reviews." And it was like at 50 percent, and the reviews were either all five star or one star. And I was like, I've never seen a movie where every other review and the five stars were like, this is hilarious, this is amazing, go see it. And then all the one stars were like, it's filthy, it's laced with sex and drugs and language. And we were like, oh, well, we're definitely going to see this movie. And I loved it. It's based, so it's based on the true story of Jordan Belfort and his rise as a wealthy stockbroker living the, the really high life. Yeah. Um, and then his fall, which involves crime and corruption in the federal government. And Leo's wonderful. I was really bummed he wasn't nominated for that. Just that. He, oh, he was nominated, but he didn't, or win. didn't, win, didn't win anything. Win. Just that quaalude scene alone. Like, you will know what I'm talking about when you see the movie. Like, that was Oscar winning performance. When you right can make there. such a despicable human being, like, enjoyable and fun to watch in a movie, then you and know And it's you've true. Done like, you hated everyone, but I loved them at the same time because they were so entertaining. Yeah, great score. Jonah Stacey Hill Fink. was really wonderful. Like, that was a big. Big movie for him. Thanks, thank you. This movie for introducing the world to Margot Robbie, which has been a treat in and of itself. And anything that has Kyle Chandler makes me really happy. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure who Kyle Chandler. What is. have you seen? Friday Night Lights. Of course. Oh, the coach. The coach. Gotcha. Okay. Of course. Now I know what you're talking. I he love was that actually, man. He was really good in that one. I kind he of was really about good. That. So that is a great movie. Again, you know, brace yourself. It it's gonna you know it's gonna blow your skirt up a little, but that's okay. It's a good thing for a film to do. All right, Jacob. All right, the next one I'm going to go with is a uh, was actually my pick this year for the Oscars for Best Original Screenplay. I'm going to go with The Big Sick, even though it's not exactly a biopic. Now, have you but seen about that about True Events? Okay. Yeah. So this is about uh, Kumail Nanjiani from Silicon Valley and Emily Gordon. It's basically a movie about, in real life, how they met and how they kind of fell in love and how we decided um, that they were going to be together. Mm -hmm. um, it was self-written, um, directed uh, by the guy who did Wet Hot American Summer. Um, it's kind of surprising that he actually had good directing depth for it. Um, not exactly a biopic because it doesn't really go about their lives, but I just felt like it's one of those movies where it's enjoyable to watch. It's funny, heartbreaking, excellent performances, and well-written throughout. Sure. And, you know, it's about people's lives. It's the biggest event in their lives probably going to be the defining moment for both of them going forward so you know a good way to start checking great. out great why don't you do another one because the next one i get it, i'm gonna do is also like one actor with a bunch of them all right because i'm gonna go um you know what this is gonna be the second time i mentioned them so i'm gonna go with fear and loathing in las vegas both the book and the movie <sighs> this hunter s thompson story I'm oh you don't comfortable with this really what not really a fan love of that, one? that not really is it the movie, the book, the mature subject matter? No, I know I you're mean, a Terry Gilliam fan, so I know it's I not I do that. like Terry Gilliam, but f he's made mistakes, in my opinion. They're yeah. not all Brazils. There's a lot of Dr. Parnassus, whatever mm. that movie was, which I didn't like. Um, I feel that the, the book was better, but I didn't really love the book either. I think it's just not my world. It's, I it's, think it's okay that that's just not that's just not my world. It's a time gone by, which is kind of like the part of the po um, point of the book. Like in this guy's view, like the world that he grew up with and that he grew up in mm -hmm. is you know s sunsetting. Like it's no longer a big thing anymore. It's going away, and this new way of thinking that doesn't j vibe with his whole way of living. It's making him question whether he's been living the wrong life. Um, what 
of consequences his actions are having because like you said this movie starts out fun well, but yeah, by the end bad, of it bad things are happening because every choice that is made is a terrible choice yeah don't take <laughs> a whole bunch of hits of acid don't take drive all the Las drugs Vegas. no so again i think it's also it was hard for me to relate to because i'm like i've never really experienced anything quite like that nothing like Benicio del toro was really great though <laughs> yeah he's i for, kind of forgot he was in it when yeah, i was watching it recently he was really good well, when is he not good I'm looking forward to our Benicio del Toro episode. Oh, so many! It's yeah. gonna be a del, we're just gonna do a del Toro episode. Galermo, really Benicio. He's, he's really been wonderful. It's hard to think of a of a bad performance by him. Well, I'm sure we'll think of one. You know what? We'll we'll tie that in with our Tom Hardy episode and be like people who like to do voices in their movies. That's true. Tough Benicio guys. and Tom Hardy. Okay, so I think I'm gonna bring up another favorite. Everything he touches kind of turns to gold. But Daniel Day Lewis. Uh. Um, so kind of I can't remember if it start which one it started in but I'll start with in the name of the father is a really great film oh. and it's about a man who's coerced into confessing to an IRA bombing that he did not commit and they imprison him and his father um, and then it's like this battle to free them that movie is heartbreaking it's terrible and it really they show you just how the police coerced them and beat them and threatened them until finally they just said that they did something that they did not um, and Daniel Day-Lewis, of course, is completely believable because everything he does is magical. Um, then the, his, one of his Oscar-winning performances for Lincoln. He plays Abraham Lincoln. Excellent performance. Such a good performance. He looked just like him, too. It's like, I don't know what Abraham Lincoln sounded like, but from now on the rest of my life, it's going to be the voice and the mannerisms oh, yeah, he, of Daniel Day-Lewis. That's exactly what it is. And it's just a small part of Lincoln's life if you haven't seen it. It's like his struggle with the continuing... Um, carnage on the battlefield of the civil war and then his own fight within his cabinet to you know they're trying to make the decision to emancipate the slaves and it was a really like amazing part of history and he did such a good job and it's an example of how you can just take like one moment in a person's life and then use it as like a microcosm of their entire like their entire life like you can use it and explain like who they are just through this one event i can't really imagine what would my event be that they could just do like a few days of my life and it would really sum me up as a whole it's a horrifying thing (laughs) oh oh no let that let that never happen what what is going to be my lincoln day um and then my favorite performance of his that he also won an oscar for and i think there was a supporting actress win in this movie as well is my left foot Mm. um he plays christy brown who was born with cerebral palsy and learns to paint and write with his only controllable limb, which is his left foot. And have you uh, seen it? Oh, I have seen it. And this is one of those ones that's like, <laughs> it's an example of grueling acting, like taking a toll on your body. He like broke a couple of ribs because he had to like sit in that wheelchair motionless for so long. Yeah. I mean, he totally took that role over. And that's when you're like, you know, people kind of tease that he stays in character on set. Like he never becomes Daniel Day-Lewis until the movie's over. But then when you watch it, you're like, yeah, that that worked just fine because he embodied the character 100%. I moved to tears. I, you know, you can't even believe what you're looking at half the time. So that's an older one. So I think that's possible. People haven't seen it. Definitely grab it. Yeah. Another good one. Excellent choice. I actually have more about people with disabilities, but I'll do those next after you throw a couple in because they're really fantastic movies, too. Right. I'll throw out a couple couple quick hit movies here for us. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? The yes. Tina Turner, Angela Bassett. I love I that movie. There's a That was a great one. I saw that one when I was a kid. Shouldn't have, 
because it is a yeah, no, hard R-rated movie. Yeah, I mean, Ike Turner was so abusive to her, and you see, like, all of that in the film. But Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bassett, just career performances by the both of them. Truly the best woman's arms in film. Oh, my right God. Right there. Her just arms are so beautiful. I'm like, hi, we should just do push-ups every day. It was just the gun show the entire time, like, whenever I she got, got sleeveless. bingo arms over here. <laughs> she really, she made me feel good and really bad about myself. <laughs> um, after that, uh, Man on the Moon, like we mentioned earlier, the Andy Kaufman biopic. I've been trying to talk you into doing some Andy Kaufman stuff on here, and you keep fighting me on it. I do. Do I need to watch Man on the Moon? Well, the thing no. is, I feel like I have to watch Man on the Moon because I saw that documentary for Jim Carrey a about him playing Andy oh, Kaufman. Oh, Jim and Andy? Yeah. yeah, and that actually looks really, really interesting. Have you seen that? Yeah. And Do I need to watch Man on the Moon first to get the most out of the documentary, or can I just watch the documentary? I think it would help if you watch the movie, because then you All get right. to know like how big of a jerk he was being behind the, sc- on the right. screen. and Because that's how Andy Kaufman was, just was just his thing. Um, the Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That's a good call. Super underrated movie. Yeah, People excellent. hated that movie. They hated it. And I thought I was going to hate it too, but that movie is like watching a painting. It's like hypnotic when you're watching it. I like, I completely agree with you. Just some long scenes, the music. I was like, it's not boring. No, it's not. It's like a fairy tale almost. It's and like then, life unfolding in front of you. And then Really like, good performances too. I love when Brad Pitt really nails the role because sometimes, don't you feel like when you watch him, you're like, oh, I'm watching Brad Pitt do mm-hmm. something. Whereas this, he, he Which captured is a shame. the character. I mean, that's a, that one, you get either the movie or the book. Uh, same thing with another one on my list, Moneyball, which was a book by Michael Lewis and a um, Brad Pitt movie. Two excellent biopics. Yeah. Um, and a sports movie that I really, really loved. Which is it has to be good if you liked it. So It's true. Um, all right, we are running out of time. Let me just, I'm going to shoot a couple more out there. And then, like I said, we're going to continue this in our next episode where we'll have more biopics, and then we'll put some books into, like, some of the best biographies. Although a lot of them are the movies that yeah. we've mentioned yeah, that yeah, we really like. There's going to be some overlap there, I think. But. but a couple movies that I think people may have missed that they should not. One is called Diving Bell and the Butterfly. You ever heard of this movie? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, my God. So it's the true story of the L editor, um, Jean-Dominique Bobby. And he suffers a stroke like while he's driving. And when he comes to, he has a totally paralyzed body. Okay, He can't move anything. He can't speak. But his mind is fine. Oh, he has his sucks. same mind. The only thing that can he can move is his one eyeball. Like, his left eye is the only thing he can, like, blink. His right eye was so bad they had to sew it shut. Oh. So can't move, can't talk, can't do anything. I will just let you know this movie is based on the book that he writes by blinking it out with his eyeball. Mm, see? And this is real life you're, here. You're, you're making me feel real lazy right now. Yes, 100%. We're garbage people. Like, he even just thinking, with like, his eyeball. you're writing with your eye, I'm like, mm, no. No, I you're I like, I can write my hands, and I'm yeah. busy making sandwiches. And then also one of my all-time favorite movies, I think a lot of people don't know, it's called The Intouchables. And I can't think right now, I think it's French. So I hope that that's right. But it has become a man who became a quadriplegic um, from a paragliding a- um, accident. And he's kind of an aristocrat, and he hires this young man who's from the projects to be his caregiver. And... The bromance in that movie is such a beautiful thing. It is so well acted. It's inspiring. It is just a great overall movie. You just got to read the subtitles. That's okay, everybody. I'm fine with subtitles. I know. Some people aren't, and I just try to be like, don't let it deter you 
Really fantastic movie, Jacob. I highly recommend that you see it. I'll have to check it out. I do enjoy myself some good foreign movies. So. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's super sad, but that's it. That's, that's all we have time for today. It went so fast. I feel like we barely mentioned yeah. anything. But don't forget, everybody, to follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And don't forget to visit your local library and the website, www.buffalolib.org. And don't forget on iTunes, if you like us, you can subscribe and please rate us. But remember, don't rate like Judy. Nope. Don't, don't rate, rate like, like Judy. Judy. Hashtag not like Judy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll catch you with part two next week. Um, Jacob, this is appropriate mostly because of the weather and because, you know, spring just won't break. So I wanted to ask you this. And I feel like you're going to be okay with it. Okay. So why does Snoop Dogg need an umbrella? Hmm. Why? Faux drizzle. <laughs> so... No, no joke, the, uh, the drizzle is part of my Xbox gamer tag, so that is a great, you, Look got, at you. you got me, you got me right I did it, you spot. guys, woo! Jacob's happy with it. Okay, I everyone, have a good smiling ear to ear on ear that to one. Ear to ear. All right, we'll catch you next time. Bye.